It's the base jump comedy part of it. Yo, that is babies. This week presenting a very professional interview show featuring boots. Order up in three, three, two, one, two, one, two, one, one. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, straight away. Let me start. Let me start again. Let me start again. No, as you're on air. Hi. Hi, and welcome to Moon Boot Q&A. Well, I'm going to have to stop. I'm gonna, just give me a second. I've got this. Yeah, you do. Okay. okay. You said that twice now, mate. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Hi. <laughs> the same, same decibel. Like, same. Hold on, let me just gather myself. I'll come in hot again. <laughs> Okay, third time, I'm so sorry. Third time's a charm. All right. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Come on, do this for all women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is for all women, Mo. All women. Not me, but all okay. women. Okay, okay. <laughs> all of the women before you. Hi. Welcome to, welcome to Moon Boot Q&A. All right. This is a talk show. I am a talk show host. I'm incredibly, incredibly talented <laughs> um, at talk show hosting. I've got a really interesting lineup of, of, of people to talk to today. Um, so you're in for a real a shindig of a show, my friends. The shindig of a show. I am Flab. That's my name. <laughs> Which is not particularly kind to myself. <laughs> but anyway, I'm your host, Flab. No, I'm Mo, Mo hosting the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Mo, and this is a podcast. <laughs> and I'm here with an interesting character. Our first person that I'm going to interview today uh, has recently broken a new Guinness World Record. So that's an exciting thing they may or may not tell you about when they're on. Welcome. What's your name? Well, hello there. I'm Arthur Fondue. You can call me Arthur Fondue. I'm an old-timey kind of guy. You can tell by my moustache. It's and huge. And that I'm wiggling at you. The moustache is very, very big. And for the listeners out there who don't know who you are, what's your, you know, your, what, why? Why do you have a Guinness World Record? What have you done? Oh, I'm the first person to jump off Niagara Falls. So, like, in the past? Wait, has, because that's been done before, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. I also travel through time. The longest record for the longest transatlantic accent. (laughs) Wait, okay. So you hold you hold a a record for time traveling to have the longest accent. Yeah, that's how it works. I'm not sure that was a good summary, but I gave it a really good shot. Gave it a good shot. So what if you know? What if you know? You've been in the spotlight in the tabloids recently. um, Yes. You know, in in a negative, gossipy way. Do you want to address the rumors? (laughs) Yeah, the rumors are that I killed. Uh, Dean Martin. <laughs> mm. And that was through the time traveling accident. It was. It was. I still took that, that, that bad news with me today to whatever this year is. Look at all these awesome uh, um, horses without the horse. Yeah. So when you're fighting, when there's a person on top of a horse, that's called horse riding. When you take the horse out of the equation, you just have a person left. <laughs> and that is what he is referring to. <laughs> So I see, yeah, I see. So, so you're telling me all these people that I see walking down the street, um, riding horses down the street, they're descendants of cowboys. Is <laughs> kind of the vibe. They're, they're they're like descended from horse riding people. Does that help? <laughs> it helps 
Just a little bit. I'm not sure why you're asking questions. I'm the host. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you, you've started your own fashion line recently, specifically right. making making scarves. You know, how is that business going? There's been, there's been some rumours that you've made zero profit. Yeah, well, it's not really easy to sell um, scarves when they're all made out of horseshoes, you see? Mm. Uh, they're quite heavy, I've been told, from our market research. <laughs> right. And who did you research with this market? Horses mm. and the horse riders. Okay, all right. Are you confusing people with horses? I don't know, but it seems like those two look like the same thing nowadays here in the, in the future. Mm. And you're from when? Where? Rochester, New York. No, you said when. Well, <laughs> was Rochester the time code? And yeah. New York was the place? 1910. No, 1910. Yes. Right. That's back then people were just... And horses were the same. So that's, that's right. We've really evolved a lot in the last 113 years. Thank you for the help there. I would never have gotten there on my own. <laughs> um, fantastic. Um, and your latest project. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my latest project involves, um, well, this fashion line is, uh, well, we're going to have to drop it. So I'm moving into uh, the typewriting business. Uh, I make typewriters for horses, you see. Mm. Um, and it's been really, really fun getting finding the keys that, 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 that cater to the big size of a hoof, you see. Uh, that's, that's what I've been doing mm. with my typewriters. But I don't... <laughs> So, uh, well, <laughs> so wait, okay, sorry, I feel like I misread the brief. When they came on the show, they said you were a new tech guru, so I'm a little bit thrown by all the horse content. Um, I'm here to bring... <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what is the product? It's a typewriter? Typewriter for horses. Okay. So it's not it's not the next social sharing platform. No, I was, not at all. I was it's a big wrong. machine for horses to use. Okay. Do we let the right guy through security? I'm not sure. Is this the person I'm supposed to be interviewing? Um, okay. Have you had that issue with your horses? They don't you don't know how to talk to them, right? They don't know how to talk to you. So we're gonna make this device for them. Oh, so they can communicate. Actually, I I'm bought in. You've sold me. This is a great idea. So who's the who's the audience? Is it horses? Is it people that own horses? Are horses in your time, like like people, do they wander around and have have control over themselves? What is a horse to you? <laughs> Horses back in our time, well, they're just starting to get the vote. You see. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on, hold on. Yes, it's been quite a com- uh, com- uh, co- uh, co- 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 what's that controversial uh, uh, being, uh, back in my time? Yeah, what is that word? Controversy? Yeah. Fantastic. So horses got the right to vote in 1910. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any, like, big and inspiring horse advocates of the time that you can recall? There was one. He was uh, a... He, he... <laughs> it, it was the... That says it all, I think. That was very clear. <laughs> well, you've sold me on the horse typewriters. That's, that's fantastic. I'm, you know, I'm glad... You wandered into the studio and not the person I was expecting. But you're not you're not the only guest on today. You know, we've got two other guests as well, so that's three in total. Um, and so our next guest I'm about to welcome to the stage, uh, they've gone from notorious to beloved in the recent times. Uh, welcome, welcome. Hello, it's me, <laughs> Stanley Specsavers. <laughs> okay. Former sports narrator, now... Sports player! That's right, I brought my absolute expertise of the voice to the field. As you know, I'm the only quarterback playing in the Wellington Mosslecats. 
Yes, and I am excited to be here talking about all my sporting ships. <laughs> I will say I have a sponsor that I have to talk about today. Grammarly. Grammarly <laughs> helps you spell, helps you know how to say things online so you don't get fired when you tweet. Or don't get fired when you X, I should say. I'm up on the language Elon Musk changed Twitter recently, and I'm going to make sure I tell the brand exactly the way it is. Because as I said at the start, I was a narrator, a sports narrator, yep. telling the truth yep. from the very okay, get-go. Like I'm just going to end it. if you I keep gotta... on going, sorry, no, did you I'm say the, something? I'm the interviewer. It's me. I oh, am. Oh, sorry. I'm so used to talking and not shutting up. I don't know when to pause. So you're going to have to signal <laughs> to me. I'm going to come in again. Okay. Sorry, you're going to have to signal to me clearly oh, okay. if I need to stop talking. <laughs> Is this helping? That helps, yes. Fantastic. Flash those fingers. <laughs> I will. That's exactly okay. what I'm doing. Uh, so as the interviewer, which is me, which is my job. That is um, your job. No, and no, as no, I know, God, being again. an interviewer is hard. And I appreciate your work. Right. I'm really glad we got you on the show. I'm great. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm really not not questioning what's happening today. I scored five tries in the last game. I spent so long narrating rugby, I almost forgot how to play it. I was fired from being a voiceover actor. So that's, that was your notorious stage. That was my notorious stage, and now I'm beloved. I'm a beloved quarterback <laughs> in the rugby. In what? Okay, yep. Rugby. We... I play mm. for the all black whites. So, you, okay, and, and you play the quarterback role. I play the quarterback. Yes, yeah, and you're super familiar with sports in both of your job capacities. I am. I'm very familiar with sporting ships, as you know. Mm. I've interviewed many sporting greats in my time. Old Stanley Specsavers only interviews the greats, and as you would know if you talk to the greats, you yourself become great. I felt that every time I spoke to an athlete, I felt like I absorbed their power into my own soul. I am within Thomas Brady, and Thomas Brady is within me. That's. I actually would really like to delve into that a bit more, actually. Not the Thomas Brady being within you. I think that speaks for itself. I ate his luggage one yeah, time. Yeah, that was clear. <laughs> That's what we all thought was happening. Um, but the part I want to delve into is is that you've to- spoken to many great people. Uh, you know, who was your favorite sport person to interview? My favorite sports person was Christopher Nolan. He had a real <laughs> sportsmanship to him. I know his line of work isn't necessarily athletic, but in the creative fields, I find it enduring and hard. And when I spoke to him, he said to me, wow, get out of my face. Leave me alone. Why are you doing that? Get out. No, you signed the restraining order. Wait, stop. Stay away from my children. I have a photographic memory. <laughs> so what it what it sounds like is, you know, it sounds like maybe the allegations that you were never a sports person and you were just a Christopher Nolan stalker. Those all those reports <laughs> and then allegations that have come out that aligns quite closely with what you've just told me. Thing is, what I find very similar in the Nolan universe. Wake <laughs> up <laughs> with sports <laughs> is that it's about people. And stories and how they move. I felt moved from the old days of sportsmanship. And so I bring it into the way I play on the field in a very Nolan-like manner. (laughs) It it feels a little bit like you're just... An obsessed movie watcher, though. That's it. Feels it feels like you know 
We thought we had a sting that you were lying about being an athlete, but you seem to be quite proud of the fact. Look, have I written reviews for flicks.co.nz? Maybe. Have I got an IMDb page that rivals most? Have (laughs) Have I produced multiple movies out of my own back pocket? Yes, but I am a quarterback. First and foremost, <laughs> camera in hand and sound engineer to the side. <laughs> I'm a truth teller, both on field and on screen. Right. Okay. I thought we were going to have a gotcha moment, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 take a different line of questioning. Okay. You know, what's your what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite color is Batman Begins. <laughs> It's just got the right shade. It's like a grey kind it's of. It's a grey. Grey, With a bit of yellow. sepia colour. Yes, that does describe Batman Begins. A bit of orange hue. Yes, hard so agree. to speak. Some shadows around the corners. Some shadows around the corner, mm. some vignette. Mm. Are too many villains for one movie? <laughs> Perhaps as well. <laughs> yeah. I remember when the first time I tasted Harvey Dent. He, <laughs> it was an amazing dish. A dish from an interview that I found... Compelling and rich, <laughs> full of character and depth. Okay, I have been can restricted I stop, can I from there? any Nolan set. I just need to, like just a second. I well, feel I like see you're we, flashing your hands again. I am. I feel like we try. I tried to move it away from okay. uh, from, the, from the topic of Christopher Nolan. Have frankly. I ever told you the time I interviewed Hans Zimmer, <laughs> <laughs> the composer on many of Nolan's movies? I learned a lot on the outer field of his technique. The way his scores move from up and down. Okay, I feel like, again, let's just take a completely different line of questioning. Okay. It, it, it says that you grew up in a town. There's a place called Tenet. There's <laughs> a place called Tenet. It's a small town where everything felt like it was in reverse. Right, okay. It was small. It was out of order. No one could understand why being in that town made sense, but people still came anyway. It was a hot tourist attraction in the summertime. Students came on student discounts. (laughs) Train tickets were discounted for those coming from out of town. (laughs) Box office was popping in Tenet. Okay, okay. And this this is, how would you rate, compared to the other towns, how would you rate the Tenet town? Tenet town is more of a 10 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10. I would say if I was to give it 50% off, I wouldn't. Yeah, that seemed pretty clear. (laughs) This interview has been incredibly enlightening. I just think this has been a great interview. You have a real technique. Now, as on my days when I was Stanley Specsavers, the interviewer on all of ASPR, I would constantly ask my subjects if they found something of value from our interviews, and they always said yes. And I took that, and I took that to every I'm interview just take, I ever I'm gonna take, went to. I'm going to take the show away from you again. I just could not believe how lucky We're I back. was <laughs> to be working on this plan. And I just thank right. you once again for having me. I, you know, yeah, next time, read the forms. Read who they've put forward I for the interviews. I don't read forms anymore. So now we've got two people on the stage, because let's not forget we've still got our first guest, whose name I've already forgotten. <laughs> um, but we've got one more guest waiting in the wings. They're about to come out here. They've got a hit an incredible, uh, incredible life story. It's very, very, very inspiring. So they may or may not talk about that, but this is our, our new guest. Hi, my name is Benny. I am nine years old. Right. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Benny. Hi. Hi. Sorry, that was not my... Yay! It's so great to hey, have you on the show. how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So why are you on the show? What well, makes you special? Well, I've a really eventful journey in my life. I may be nine years old, but I've seen things that even a ten-year-old haven't seen. <laughs> great. Okay. All right. That sounds fantastic. Uh, inspirational, perhaps. Um, it all happened when I was skinny dipping in the water with my friends at summer camp. And then my friends stole my clothes and I had to run through the camp. And then I met somebody that was my twin. They also had red hair. And then we found out we both like Oreos and peanut butter. <laughs> Decided to parent trap our parents. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I got a little bit lost. You're at summer camp yeah. at some point in this story. I find out I have a twin. Right, okay. Yeah, I think boiling it down to the key messages would be Sorry. helpful for me. When you said cold, I heard cult. Can you please confirm if you said cold or cult? I used a D. Don't talk to him. He's not the interviewer. I'm the interviewer, me. <laughs> it's me. Lend you a I'm few really, tips no, of the trail. I, I'm sorry. Anyway, so basically if we're boiling down my life thus far away, I've had such a prolific journey and there's been many ups and downs. I've met a twin. I've lost my foot. I got another foot. I kicked that <laughs> foot over the fence accidentally when I was kicking a ball. <laughs> my foot wasn't on properly. <laughs> It's like when you're wearing some jandals and you try to kick a ball, but your jandal goes further than the ball. It's like that, but with my foot. And you were kicking a jandal? <laughs> no, I was kicking a ball. You know, when I first saw you, I thought I saw a small mannequin. <laughs> I haven't finished it my story. It does look like all your limbs are detachable. At this point, I was only five years old. Anyway, and then I married Rich. And, um, oh, okay, okay, wait, okay. I feel like... <laughs> and then I got adopted. And uh, when as I, their parents adopted me. So then it got smoggy, smoggy, smoggy around that time in terms of can you marry a sibling legally? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Shifting tax. You know, back in my day, that was still illegal. <laughs> Just so you know. Well, no. Did you not hear my convoluted story where we're not related, but their parents adopted me because we got married? You lost foot flying off. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> so is that why you, you got through the vetting? Because I'm confused. So you got through because you've got a reattachable foot? Was that the point? No, that's of just this? one of the many points because I've had a very, very full and li- life Life for well, life. When I look into your eyes, I see a lot of heaviness and death. <laughs> for such a young person, it seems like you hold a lot inside of you. Yeah, okay. I may be, you know, a young person, but I'm definitely not like 48, 49 and just looking for something new to do, all right? Wait, are you are you the child from the movie Orphan, <laughs> who was this old serial killer living inside of a small child? Yeah, well, I just think it's easier to just let people get away with stuff, you know? <laughs> it's just like, you know what I mean? I'm like, am I going to address this this time? And I'm like, no, they're just kids like me. So you were, you're not a small child, just to cut like that. Was that the key point? You're now an older woman. Um, older person. I'm an orphan. I'm like, um, what's her face from Orphan? Oh, where I okay. look like a the old child. Woman who's a child 
to deceive. They're fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy's sex savers. Stanley's sex savers. And I think you said Sammy the first time. Sammy and Stanley's sex savers. Anyway, so basically what I'm saying is I'm definitely totally not a uh, 34-year-old woman to 48-year-old woman because I don't go home and go, oh, thank God it's one o'clock. <laughs> or, uh, you know, or I, do, you know, I don't get home and flick my shoes off and then eat sugar with it, like, on my chest while watching TV on the couch. Wow, you sound like a spinster. I can relate to that, to be fair. It just occurred to me, we've got three very strange, maybe talented people in the room. Thank you, and, thank and you. I, maybe is correct. It would be a complete, it would be a complete waste to not let the, these fine minds answer some of the biggest burning questions of the time. I'm very smart. Yes, yeah. So I thought maybe a little panel discussion could be quite fun you just don't for the want to talk to us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is just like what happened with my mum and dad. No, 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 no. It's better if it's done as a group, all right? No, I feel like it's someone that's meant to be holding this team together. You're really dropping the ball. It's, well, sometimes leadership is it's through doing other things. That is true. Shit. No. I changed my career and it turned everything up. Side down for me. What was your career? <laughs> I was a sports commentator for badminton. <laughs> right, okay. It was no. not going well. I said the wrong thing at the wrong time and I got cancelled. <laughs> cancelled? I got cancelled. They said I shouldn't be using such curse words for such young players. I was swearing up a storm like a sailor. I had three whiskeys that day <laughs> and this young 11-year-old players were playing like shit and I got mad. And I started swearing with mm. S's and F's, and ESPN got rid of me. So now I'm a quarterback. <laughs> ESPN was filming those games. They were. They were covering. They those. wanted to diversify into different sports. So like seven-year-old badminton games. <laughs> that was what they chose. You don't have to pay young players. That's. Uh, you don't have to do no, it. No, that's child slavery now. <laughs> I think you do have to do it. And it's a different time. It was different back what then. What time are you from? <laughs> I'm from 1957. Oh. So we've got 1910 here. Yes. 1957. What time are you from? When did Parent Trap come out with Lindsay Lohan? Uh, 1995. I believe that was 1994 yeah. through my psychic friend. So, yeah, 29 <laughs> years ago. Right. So we've got different times. I'm clearly 2023. I'm normal. I'm Mo from the current time. Except for when people listen to this, it'll be Mo from the past current time. Well, it depends how this podcast travels. Yeah, that's true. True air is very different <laughs> on land. I know about airwaves. I ate them one time. <laughs> I was interviewing Howard Stern <laughs> on a BBC Radio 1 interview, and I interviewed him, and I took some of his energy. I put it back into my soul and wrote a biography. <laughs> the biography was named... It's me. <laughs> named, named. It's named Miss Me. Does that the way you said it before? It's me. I'm sorry. I had a small stroke. When I I've been talking like this my entire life. When I came out of the womb, I was speaking like this. It takes a lot out of me. I have a heart condition. <laughs> Did you go where? My where? heart skips a beat every few beats now, and it does hurt. But I do not want to lose my career. They say that I can only stay a quarterback if I continue to commentate the games as I'm playing. <laughs> I guess it's interesting. We've got we've got a really like, we've got you know a person from 1910. How does the future look to you? Well, the future looks really exciting. Really? The, from this, from what you can see here. Yes. 
It's it's much more exciting than what's happening in my time. You see, it's one o'clock, baby. You can come up at any time you want. You can come and hang with me. Now that I know I have access to this reality, I'm like really thrilled. There's color here. That's right. I live in a black and white world. A black and white world with a lot of horses as well. We've got RGB in my time. I feel like you're not making a, an appreciative option to uh, appreciate my my horse uh, uh, lineage. <laughs> You fucked a horse, man? <laughs> my father was an equestrian. My mother was, was his I horse. I was in the green room. I missed your entire thing. You fucked a horse, man? No, 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 no. My father is an equestrian and my mother is... I fucked a horse. Okay. Is, is his horse when he competed in the whatever <laughs> Olympic days it was then. I don't know. <laughs> I guess 19... No, 1885. No, it's four years. Yeah, yeah, that was the year. Yeah. It's four years. This has been in depth and incredibly moving. Thank time. you for having us here. <laughs> I haven't been welcome. on a podcast like this in a long time. I will say, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Anything, if you had to leave the listeners with one thing, like the, the, the thing you live your life by, like one sentence, only one sentence. Why are you only asking him? <laughs> I'm asking all of you. No, I just, I'm scared to look away from the microphone. <laughs> What if, I, what if I, I redirect my eyes and the look at his name? Freaky as fuck. <laughs> anyway, what's the one thing, the one motto that you're living with the audience before we end this? Mine would be, I'll be there for you. <laughs> Mine would be, there's a recession coming. I would say, put it all on black. You never know what you're going to get. You could go red, but that would be taking a chance. Go to Vegas if you can. You never know what kind of chances you'll get. When I was in Vegas one time, I put it okay, all on black. Okay, that's all we've got time for. Got God damn it, who booked this guy? <laughs> that was a base jump comedy original. It's cooked. Moment you open your mouth, I was just like, oh, he's doing Matt Berry. He's doing Matt did, Berry. Like, half Matt Berry, half um, baseball announcer. Yeah, yeah. And they're off. That's the rockiest start I've had to a podcast. Oh my god! What are you talking about? I think that was smooth. That was so funny. Smooth eggs. I liked your horse bit. I was forgetting sentences where I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was Me like, too, 